You're listening to The Main Course, where food is serious business. Listen along for insights, strategies, forecasts, and thought leadership from the front lines of food with your host, Barbara Castiglia. Welcome to The Main Course. I'm Barbara Castiglia of Modern Restaurant Management, and today we're going to be talking about franchising and a legacy brand that has amazing roast beef sandwiches. That's the Roy Rogers brand. And with me is Jim Plamenden, who's the co-president. So tell me a little bit about your company's history with the Roy Rogers brand. You know, it started with your father and he really had this strong connection to the, to the brand itself that he became a franchisee. And then, you know, you guys purchased the brand. So what was that journey like? Well, thanks, Barbara. And thanks for having me on your show here today. Uh, the, the Roy Rogers brand does have a, uh, a long and just fabulous history. And it did start with our dad. My brother and I, my brother Pete and I now own the, the business together, but our dad started the business. And he started with the Marriott Corporation back in the mid-1960s when he was hired to start their fast food division, which was just beginning. And uh, in 1968, they launched Roy Rogers Restaurants. Uh, with their first unit uh, down here in the Washington, D.C. area, specifically Falls Church, Virginia. And um, they grew that brand. And dad was the eventually executive vice president uh, at Marriott, uh, running the Roy Rogers division for Marriott, along with a number of other restaurant concepts that Marriott had throughout the 60s and 70s. And uh, dad uh, did feel very strongly about the Roy Rogers brand, loved the brand, uh, of course, in, in a, its inception, so, um, and knew what it represented in the quick serve arena. And so he left uh, Marriott uh, in 1979 and, and in 1980 uh, became a franchisee, as you pointed out, in Frederick, Maryland, which is just up the road from uh, Bethesda, Maryland, where Marriott was headquartered. So it wasn't terribly far away. But he certainly believed in the brand and recognized its strength and opportunity and thought he wanted to do this as an entrepreneur. So dad got started um, in 1980, August of 80, as a matter of fact, and, and uh, grew his uh, business. His dream was to run four or five restaurants, candidly. Little did he know uh, or did anyone expect that it would grow into something much greater than that. The brand itself grew to be 648 restaurants uh, under Marriott uh, back in the, as I mentioned, starting in 1968 and continuing right on through the 80s uh, into the 90s. And uh, so dad, you know, again, started as a franchisee. And when my brother and I, after having some other careers, uh, my brother was in the commercial real estate business and I was an attorney. Uh, we did some other things in our uh, lives, but we joined dad because we saw how much fun he was having. And we too had some entrepreneurial uh, spirit and uh, we wanted to get in on the fun. So we joined him in the um, uh, late nine, mid nineties, I should say, and, and uh, eventually bought the business from him in the late nineties. And then as you pointed out, bought the brand uh, from what was then Hardy's parent company um, in 2002. So uh, you may uh, recall that Hardy's bought the Roy Rogers brand in 1990 from Marriott uh, in an effort to convert all those restaurants to Hardy's restaurants. Well, that um, 
strategic decision didn't work out so well for Hardee's. And so we were able to acquire the brand, as I mentioned, in, 19, in 2002. Uh, and so that's, that's kind of how we came to, to uh, run this business and, and uh, take this brand over. So what is it about the brand that keeps you excited about working with it? You know, it has always been and continues to be a cut above a typical fast food restaurant. And we just love the positioning of our brand vis-a-vis -vis other restaurants in the uh, markets that we serve. So uh, it is uh, high quality. We, we like to say it, we, it focuses on quality, variety, and choice. You mentioned roast beef. And so that's our uh, number one menu selling item on our menu. And uh, it's top inside round USDA choice beef that we slow roast in the oven and slice to order. And so that really sets us apart from the competition. There's another uh, bigger, slightly bigger roast beef chain out there, but we've got the real beef and, uh, you know, a high quality product. Uh, the variety that we have truly sets us apart. We uh, have not only the roast beef, but burgers and fried chicken, as well as chicken sandwiches, of course. So um, that variety also sets us apart from the competition. So we just feel like we it, it's just fun. We've got a great niche. We've got a loyal following. Uh, you can imagine the brand is a legacy brand, as you pointed out. Uh, it's been around since the late 1960s, and we still got customers coming back to us uh, and just still love us. They're loyal customers. In fact, we call them royalists <laughs> after Roy Rogers. Um, so uh, it just has, has been a lot of fun for my brother and myself and for the whole team as we seek to expand the Roy Rogers brand. So tell me who is today's Roy Rogers customer and how has that evolved? Yeah, well, um, we've got a number of segments that we typically target and we do have those royalists as we call them. These are folks that have known and loved Roy Rogers since they were kids, uh, you know, could be growing up in this area and remembering the Buckaroo Club when they were, you know, eight years old or going to Roy Rogers when they were in high school or their college years. And they, they certainly remember it well. They've grown up now and, and uh, still love the brand uh, because it, it does represent something different and it's a cut above a typical QSR. I think our guest does recognize that. In fact, I know our guest recognizes that we're a, we are different from a, you know, we've got a lot of competitors, Barbara, as you know, in this world that we play in with, uh, fast food competitors, the McDonald's and the Burger Kings and the Wendy's and the Chick-fil-A's. I think we represent, as I said, a, a, something a little unique, cut above those fast food, and maybe we're more akin to the fast casual folks, the Paneras and the, those types of places. And so uh, our guests come to us that are looking for something a little higher quality. They're not necessarily saying, oh, well, you're going to be the cheapest guy in town. We don't want to be that brand. Um, we don't heavily discount our product. We have a higher quality product and we feel it's appropriate to charge for it. And so um, I think our customer, is, as I mentioned, is looking for a little better experience um, than a typical fast food customer. And that's not to say that we don't have uh, the, the, the typical, um, you know, the blue collar um, guest that comes into our restaurant. Certainly we do. Uh, we, I think we attract um, women and families because of our broad 
menu offering and we've got chicken and, and, and uh, uh, for evening and dinners that it's great to bring the whole family. Uh, we certainly still cater to the older adults that did know Roy Rogers from back in its heyday. And then our, our last target audience is what we consider kind of the young and hungry, um, you know, 17 to 24 uh, age demographic uh, that are looking for um, that unique flavor profile. And I think with all the offerings that we have, uh, we, we cater to that segment very, very well. So let's talk a little bit about some of those off- offerings. Um, you know, you have some recent innovations in your menu. So can you kind of go over a little bit of, of what that is? Yeah, you know, we try to uh, create some different um, uh, menu items every year. We're always working on it and trying to work, you know, at least a year in advance as we create these things. We work with our various vendor partners to create menu items. We've got a, a team here that is, is laser focused on doing just that. Uh, and we like to kind of innovate off of the, the pillars that we have. Um, we have a burger and we might, uh, last year we did a dynamite burger, which flavored jalapeno peppers on it and a chipotle ranch sauce. Um, we leveraged our chicken uh, offerings by having, having a uh, bacon bourbon chicken sandwich uh, a year ago, uh, upgraded hand-breaded and battered chicken filet, a proprietary bourbon sauce, and we use Smithfield bacon. And um, so I think it's really important to keep the menu fresh. Uh, you know, we have a steak and cheese sandwich that we, um, we offer every year with grilled onions, you know, fresh onions that we grill. And, uh, and uh, it's just a wonderful offering. It's probably our most popular uh, limited time offering that we do. Um, we have a, a wonderful um, beer battered cod uh, fish sandwich now and platter, frankly, that we uh, offer every year around Lent. Uh, makes sense to do it at that time. And uh, it's it's just a, it's made with yingling beer batter. Uh, and uh, it's been a very popular menu item for us. So it's important to innovate in, in addition to having the, what we call the big three. Sometimes we uh, affectionately call it the holy trio, which is beef, burgers, and chicken. You know, that roast beef that you remember the burgers and then the fried chicken. So always got to keep the, the menu fresh and make sure that these limited time only offerings and these menu innovations fit our niche of being a cut above. So what are some of your go-to menu items? Personally, I, I, uh, I vary it up every day. I, you know, I'm in our restaurants five or six days of the week. So I'm eating, people can't believe it when I tell them that I eat Roy Rogers five or six. And I say, well, that's because we have such a great menu variety. So I love our roast beef. I get that um, every, uh, at least once a week. Um, we have the famous double R bar burger. So that's uh, a cheeseburger with uh, Smithfield ham piled on top. And that's a um, menu item that's kind of our signature burger item that's been around for many, many years. And uh, double R bar, that name came from Roy Rogers, the cowboy. His ranch was called the Double R Bar Ranch out in California. So we, uh, we use that term, and uh, that's a popular menu item. Uh, and then, you know, our fried chicken and our chicken tenders, they're fresh, not frozen, right? We, we, our tenders, uh, unlike some of the other competitors, come in fresh. We, we bread them, hand-bread them ourselves in our proprietary breading that we've had uh, since the Marriott days. And uh, people love it. So, um, you know, it's an opportunity for us to um, 
the menu itself provides that diversity. So I probably didn't answer it with one menu item. I, I love them all. And wouldn't you expect me to say that, Barbara? <laughs> of course. <laughs> so where do you see the brand expanding? And why are you so bullish on franchising as that growth engine? Yeah, it's a good question. So, you know, the brand started, as as we mentioned, here in Maryland and, and was a national brand at one time. I mean, it really did expand all the way to the West Coast in some pockets more than others. And, and one of those pockets was clearly the Mid-Atlantic region. Um, I know you're from the New Jersey area and, and uh, grew up in Long Island, and we had a huge presence up and down the 95 corridor, uh, up right through Philadelphia and New Jersey and Long Island. Um, and so we do see those markets as being natural for expansion for Roy Rogers because there are still uh, plenty of folks that remember the brand. And I think that that is an, an attribute that is going to work to our favor uh, in terms of people's uh, memories. But we also see an opportunity to, to uh, continue down in the 95 corridor, uh, if I could explain it that way, down into the uh, Southern Virginia, the Carolinas, Georgia, and even down to Florida, uh, because we think that's an opportunity. And, um, you know, we're going to be uh, hopefully out in the uh, closer to the Midwest in uh, uh, Western Pennsylvania, Ohio, and Kentucky in the near term. So um, we feel very strongly about our ability to, to expand here. I'm not going to sit here and say we're going to be in California next year. That's not on our radar screen. But I do think this East Coast and, and to some extent uh, parts of the Midwest, as I mentioned, are logical places for us to expand and places where we've had a lot of interest to expand um, from, from prospects, franchise prospects. So what are you looking for in a franchise partner and what kind of support services do you offer? Well, ideally that franchise partner will have restaurant experience, um, certainly. Um, uh, as, as you know, you've been in this business or writing about this business for a long time. They're not easy uh, to run. You've got to really uh, have a team uh, devoted to uh, making sure that you're taking care of your customer and your guest, and, and that's not always easy. So experienced operators, pr preferably that would be multi-unit experience, right? So they've operated uh, a number of restaurants, not just a one-off, uh, and multiple brands would be great. We, we you know, think that they would be a great restaurant prospect for us, operator for us and they can bring us ideas as well. So uh, every, every prospect has to have the financial wherewithal. That's a, that's a given. So I won't talk about that too much. You certainly have to have that. But that, I think the most important thing, Barbara, is having a value system that aligns with our values. Um, these, are, these are partnerships, franchise relationships that are gonna last many years, decades, you, you expect and hope. It's like a marriage. And so you wanna make sure that they align with you in terms of their value system. And uh, in our restaurant business, for example, you know, having high standards, right? So um, it's so important to make sure that you're serving uh, high quality food in a clean and safe environment. And um, the last thing you want is somebody that doesn't share those very high standards. I think that does set us apart too as a brand. I believe that we have operators now that do um, exemplify those very high standards and make it a make our brand a point of difference for the guests that are out there that want to come to us and have that experience. So I think you mentioned that earlier because when you were growing up, uh, 
knowing that the Roy's was cleaner and, and nicer than some of the competitors. And I'd like to think that we still have those very high standards and, and that sets us apart from some of our competitors. And we also thought you had better fries, which <laughs> is a go. big thing. <laughs> right. Well, gosh darn, you know, you, you think of French fries as being a very popular side item, of course. But Roy Rogers is not just about burger fries and a drink. We really have a, a wide variety of side items that we sell a lot of. So we have a great coleslaw. Uh, mashed potatoes are a big selling item for us. We have side salads and fruit cups, mac and cheese and and uh, baked beans. So it's, it's you know, for that customer that comes into Roy Rogers, um, we have that variety that is unique uh, that I think is really an important attribute uh, and, and has contributed to our success. So um, in what ways have you positioned the brand for growth over the past few years by, you know, enhancing your corporate team and introducing, you know, new design models? Yeah, that's a great question. So thank you. So we have done a number of things from our corporate staff here uh, to others. Uh, we've hired some uh, important and uh, executives from other brands. Uh, so our executive vice president, Jeremy Beiser, comes from Dunkin' Donuts, and he had a high-level position with that organization. Prior to that, he's with Starbucks, so uh, had great experience. Uh, we've just hired a franchise development person that's had a lot of experience in the industry, running from oh, Paris Baguette to Smashburger to Johnny Rockets and the like, so important. Uh, our director of marketing that we hired a couple of years ago uh, is very experienced, comes from uh, Hardy CKE. So we, we brought together a team that we think has some great um, experience and can bring great ideas from the brands that they worked at and excelled at. They were leaders in those brands, as well as the internal folks that we've, we've uh, groomed over the years. Again, we've been in business ourselves since 1980, so over 40 years, and we've got some very talented people, some very talented operators that have uh, contributed to our success. So I think the team is uh, in place for our growth. Uh, as far as uh, other uh, ideas that we've created over the years, you know, we've enhanced our stores. We've done some redesign projects to make our buildings more current. You know, we've remodeled restaurants and have a consistent renovation, re-imaging pro program in place. In fact, we were doing it even during the pandemic. Uh, and, and indeed, uh, at points during the pandemic, it was probably easier to get those renovations and remodels done because we didn't quite have the dining rooms. In some cases, they weren't even open. So we use that as an opportunity to go in and, and enhance our surroundings. So we've got some new store designs. We've got some re-imaging that we've done. We've you know, we took a real hard look at our drive-through and uh, reimagined our drive-through to make it more efficient and uh, effective. So um, those those ideas have really kind of got us poised for the next uh, opportunity for us, which is growing the brand through franchising, as you pointed out. So, how do you maintain quality control as you grow? Always a challenge in our business, in any restaurant business. Uh, uh, certainly, uh, like any brand you would expect, we do inspections, right? Regular inspections. We call them SQS inspections, service quality and sanitation. Uh, very, very important to make sure that we're maintaining the uh, standards and quality 
throughout. We also have a pretty robust uh, guest feedback system that we've enhanced over the last several years. Uh, we work, uh, we've integrated technology uh, uh, into our website and, and have this online feedback system that we can get. We're utilizing Tattle, uh, which is uh, guests are really able to easily uh, provide us instant feedback on a pretty uh, straightforward scoring system. And we look at that all the time. Of course, we have Google. We have reviews through Google reviews and Facebook and the like that we um, roll up and look at uh, on a almost an hourly basis, frankly. And uh, like to see many of our reviews are very, very positive. I would suggest that we've got far, far more positive reviews than than negative. Uh, and if there is an issue, we follow up with it promptly. So. I think you know that's a way to maintain quality control because if there is something that's not just right at Roy Rogers, we're on it and uh, we fix it at the unit level and then we get back to the guest and encourage them to come back and, and uh, try us again. So you're just hitting a little bit on the technology aspect. So in what other ways is technology integrated into the brand and how else do you use it to engage with the guests? Yeah, well, in addition to the online feedback that we spoke about, um, we've um, we certainly work with our third-party delivery systems and get a lot of feedback through them. Now we work with DoorDash and Uber Eats currently, and uh, they've got some good feedback systems in place that we can follow up on. So that technology has been huge. Uh, we've got a new app that we're developing. We have an app, of course, uh, we do and have, but um, we're developing a new one as we speak. And, um, you know, I think that that's evolving constantly, these, uh, uh, these uh, feedback systems and, and, and the like. Uh, so we have to stay on top of it. So we've got somebody devoted to technology full time. The other thing that we added um, and had been added pre-pandemic and expedited the rollout when the pandemic hit us was our drive-through system. And we have a drive-through timer system. That has been a huge win for our brand because it gives us that feedback on how are we doing from a speed perspective. And I'll tell you, we realized better results almost instantaneously as we've rolled out these drive-through timer systems. So that's been a big win for us. Uh, and certainly during this pandemic, you can imagine our drive-through business went through the roof and uh, we were able to handle that business and accommodate that increased volume uh, more smoothly than we ever could before. So let's talk a little bit more about the pandemic experience. So um, what did the brand put in place to make guests feel more comfortable? Well, um, we uh, certainly instituted all the safety measures that you've probably seen in a variety of restaurants um, over the last 14 or 15 months. Uh, we, you know, instituted masks and gloves and social distancing, and we reduced dining room capacity. Really, really important. You know, we have this great um, element in Roy Rogers that you may remember from your youth called our Fixins Bar. <laughs> and uh, guests can uh, dress their sandwiches just the way they like them with fresh lettuce or freshly sliced onions, tomatoes, pickles, and a variety of sauces. So that's what our brand is known for. Now, when the pandemic uh, hit us, we uh, made the determination, and in fact, some jurisdictions even required us to close those fixes bars down. 
uh, out of the interests of, of reducing touch points for customers. Those are going to be coming back online here in the near term. So I'm, I'm happy to announce that's going to happen. Um, you know, it was about communication, Barbara. We really uh, heavily increased our, our social media outreach to our customers and telling them what we were doing. We certainly had safety measures in place for our own associates, right, with uh, health screenings, uh, temperature taking, and um, uh, just really, really important to make sure that our company, our brand was a safe place not only for our guests, but for our associates and managers, everybody that is involved with Roy Rogers, we had to make sure uh, it was a safe environment. What would you say now are some of the key challenges you're facing as you expand and as we're coming out of the pandemic? Unequivocally, people. And you've probably heard and read about that uh, in our restaurant industry. We lost a lot of folks in the workforce uh, over the last 14 or 15 months. And now it's about getting folks back to work. And it's it's not just people, of course, it's quality people for our brand because we really focus on the quality aspect. We wanna make sure that we're, not only do we serve cut above food, we wanna hire cut above people. So um, that's where we're laser focused. In fact, we've got a recruiting uh, day uh, that we're having a, a national hiring day that we're really going out today, as a matter of fact, to hire more folks and, and get the word out that we're looking for those quality people and uh, uh, devoting a lot of time and resources to trying to get uh, people. So I think that's the number one issue. I don't think we own that problem. Uh, I say problem, but it's just an opportunity. We certainly do a lot of promoting from within, and we want to continue to do that and give opportunities to folks that have worked for our organization uh, for uh, a period of time. So people is important. And then I think, um, you know, if you want to know the, some other challenges, I think food, you know, commodity costs, uh, they're going to be uh, rising. They already have been rising. So I think we have to manage through that. And uh, we've got somebody devoted uh, in our organization to procurement, 100% of his day is focused on making sure that we have supply chain uh, problems resolved and we're getting the highest quality products at the lowest cost. And that's what he does all day, every day. So, um, but that's been a challenge coming out of this pandemic uh, as you uh, probably are well aware. So in general, what's your outlook for 2021 and beyond for the brand and for the restaurant business in general? I'm very optimistic. Barbara, um, I, I feel very good about where we are as a brand. Roy Rogers truly weathered this pandemic uh, as well, if not better than most brands out there. And we were very fortunate. I think that's a result of the, the strength of the brand, the diverse menu, the people that work for us, our uh, key leaders that had planned and prepared and were, were uh, just uh, great leaders through this pandemic. So we, you know, after an initial downturn, which I think every restaurant experienced, we came out of the pandemic very quickly and very positively. And our sales have been fantastic, never better. <laughs> We've had the best sales than ever. So our volumes are growing and we expect that to continue uh, for the balance of this year and into next year as well. So, so, you know, we've talked about my experience with Roy Rogers growing up and, um, you know, really enjoying uh, 
the the menu offerings and all and hanging out with friends. Um, so, but a lot of people now don't even know who Roy Rogers is. So how do you keep the legacy of Roy Rogers alive? Well, that's a great question. And I must say we, uh, together with our marketing team, uh, talk about that a lot in our organization because Roy Rogers is the name of the brand. Uh, the name is on the restaurant <laughs> building. And yet you're right. There are, while there are some, many people that remember Roy the Cowboy, the King of the Cowboys, because he was truly a, a rock star back in the, in the heyday, the 50s, the 40s, 50s, 60s. Um, there are folks that don't know him. In fact, it's funny when we do new restaurant openings and we hire lots of staff and many of them young, I, I need to take some time to explain to that staff, who's Roy Rogers, the cowboy. And so um, what we do, Barbara, is uh, continue to honor uh, Roy in our restaurants. We have uh, some pictures of Roy there, um, but we really are focused as much on uh, the Western uh, and uh, real authenticism in our restaurants and trying to make sure that the surroundings have that uh, look and feel of, of uh, the West. And we espouse the code of Roy in our marketing materials. And so those are just, you know, kind of cowboy values and the code of honesty and doing right and code of quality and the code of good hard work. And those are, those are elements that that's what Roy stood for back in the day. And we try to um, uh, utilize those attributes in our marketing materials and our social media outreach and as well as just in our restaurant if you come into our restaurants you'll see that type of uh the, those attributes i think expressed in a variety of different ways it starts with the food barbara and being that high quality food that authentic food that's not processed and and not made up in the fresh fixins bar that we were talking about earlier um that's that's what our brand is all about and i think that reflects what uh, Roy the Cowboy stood for um, throughout his long career. Perfect. Thank you so much. <laughs>